Welcome to Shidduch University, Shidduch U from Adayad. Hi, I'm Javara Krasniansky, and in this series, I invite experts and professionals to talk about all aspects related to Shidduchim, dating, and relationships. You can find us on the web at adayad.org, A-D-A-I-A-D.org. In this conversation, I spoke with Franny Teitelbaum, a licensed therapist who has helped many older singles through their shidduch journey to successful marriage. Being older and not yet married can be somewhat concerning to some people and those that love them, and that's what we spoke about tonight. Franny identified some challenges that singles are having and some better ways to approach dating for marriage. We also spoke about that there really isn't anything wrong with someone who's older and not yet married and how to support them in the Shidduch journey with respect and concern. Good evening all, it's Tavara Krasniansky here from Adayad Shidduch U, and I'm really excited about this topic. I'm, this series is all about helping people understand the Shidduch process, where they might be getting stuck, where what they can be doing differently, and tonight we're talking about mature singles. And Franny Teitelbaum has a lot of experience in this area. And so that's why I asked her to talk about this topic specifically, because she has a lot of uh, experience and a lot of success in talking to singles and working with the people around them who love them and want to support them. So Franny, I'm really excited. So thank you so much for your time My tonight pleasure. and bringing your expertise to our conversation. My pleasure. All right. So before we get started, I just want to talk a little bit about the work that you do in therapy and specifically around dating so um yeah i'm a therapist i'm not a dating coach although i've somehow gotten the, the title of dating coach which is fine because i have to do a lot of coaching um in the work that i do um a big chunk of the people that i work with are older singles and i guess let's I, I don't even know what older is considered at this point <laughs> it keeps on changing um when you refer to mature singles what do I what age are you referring to uh really I'm referring to anyone who's been in the system for a little while is starting to get a little frustrated with it so first depending if they started younger then they would be mature younger so, right. so I usually see um like people who've been in the Shidduch system for like at least five years, it starts to, there starts to be a lot of, it starts to shift for them. And so I have to approach the issues that they're coming in with differently than I would, let's say um, like 25% of my clientele are young people that are in the Shidduch system, just starting out, parents reaching out to me. And a lot of that is coaching. Sometimes um, not exactly coaching. Sometimes it starts off as coaching, but it turns out there are other issues that need to be dealt with, which is great because um, better to deal with the issue before you get married than uh, when you're when you're already married. It, it makes it a lot more complicated when another person is involved. And I see a lot of that also. I would say that was probably the other chunk of people that I see, which are married people. I, I like to see them at the beginning of the marriage um, because it just gives you a much better chance of working out stuff that if it goes unchecked will probably become a very big problem. So back to the older singles. I've been doing it now for about, I just fell into it. I don't know how I ended up doing it, but that's just what Hashem wanted. I'm myself, um, someone who got married at 38. Um, and I, I grew up in the Syrian community and uh, everyone that I was friends with, friends with, for the most part, got married at 18, 19, 20. That was like, you're really, really getting old, 21. So um, I did not get married till I was 38. So I, I personally feel like it helps me in the work that I do because I understand um, not everything because uh, everyone has their own unique experience. Somebody at 37 might not have um, the same feelings or as many negative feelings about being single as somebody who's 24. Um, you know, it depends on the person. So, but I do think that universally, a person at a certain age, regardless of whether they come from the firm community or not, wants to be married and wants to be in a relationship with someone. Um, I think it's natural and normal. So when people start to get to that age, it's not so much about, 
I wanted to be married because everybody else was married or we're supposed to be married or I don't want to be embarrassed by not being married or I didn't achieve that whatever that accomplishment is that people think it is and I'll get to that um, but it's just a natural thing you get to a certain age and everyone naturally is made to want to partner up and uh, have their significant other so I'm dealing with people who are already at that stage where regardless of whether they were religious or not, they would want to be married. Um, and then you have the whole added, like the layers and layers and layers of, and I can talk about it through the questions that you asked, the layers and layers and layers of um, stigma, you know, uh, shame, uh, uh, pressure, panic, um, destruction of self-worth and self-esteem and all the other things that happen for a lot of people who are in the system because of just the messaging, the general messaging that we get. And also because of, you know, a lot of insensitivity and panic on the parts of people who love them. Um, uh, I know people don't mean to hurt people, but they say a lot of really, really, really stupid things. I'm just going to call it stupid. Sorry. I'm sure I've said something stupid in my lifetime also and something insensitive, but I think it's important to, to be sensitive, particularly to people who are living in the Orthodox world and are single. Um, so anyway, so I don't know if I answered your question. Right. So you answered a lot of questions, yeah. But let's talk about how, how or why are some people in this situation that they're older whatever older means for themselves or for their people around them and i think it's sometimes two different things yeah but let's just uh, first we'll generalize and then we can talk a little bit about the people who love them or want to support them and how they do that but i want to say that for a separate question uh what okay how are we getting to how are they getting to the situation where they're older if they're the ones who really want to be married not that the society tells them they should be married how do they get to whatever older means for them? So I, I don't know if there's a, a, a general answer. I, I do think that um, the world has just changed significantly. And I think that people don't like that answer, but I think it is a, a very important and significant factor that the world has just changed. Um, I think I'm not, I don't deal with, let's say, um, the ultra, ultra, ultra Orthodox um, nor do I deal with um, the Hasidic world. Um, and I think that's a little bit different. The people that I deal with would be um, mainly people, let's say, from, you know, people who are like, you know, Flatbush, um, not, you know, uh, Five Towns, Chabad, Lubavitchers, um, people who are just, you know, Orthodox. Uh, I, I not ultra. So I think I'm not, I'm so I'm, who I'm referring to are the people that are coming from the, those communities. And I think they have been exposed to a lot more. And the reason I'm separating it is because I think in terms of exposure to the secular world, I think that there's been, um, I mean, the secular world has changed. <laughs> it's not the same as it was, even if I was exposed to everything, whatever I was exposed to when I was a kid is nothing compared to what's going on in the world now. Um, but I do think that I'm seeing, in, if I were to, to, to make some general observations, the just exposure through, and I'm not even talking about like pornography or anything like that. I'm just talking about just general exposure to the world has increased significantly in all those communities through social media, you know, streaming, you know, you don't have to have a television anymore. You can have a phone. Um, so when people say I don't have a TV, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it doesn't say anything about your religiosity. It just says you don't have a TV and everyone can still, you know, you can say that I don't have a TV, but if you have a phone, you don't need a TV. Um, if you have a, an iPad, an iMac, a computer, it doesn't matter. And I think people have just been exposed to a lot more. So that has definitely, definitely had an influence on things. Um, exposed, what are they exposed just to? The the, the, the world, um, like uh, women's rights. Uh, yeah. uh, and I'm not, this is, I, I believe in equal rights for, for you know, equal pay um, for genders. And I, but I do personally, like that's a separate, on a separate note, I do think that 
tradition, I am very, um, a big believer in traditional roles, but I think that that shifted a lot, just based on like the, the, the world that we live in, people being exposed to it. And in, in good, it, it, you know, there's a, there's, there's two sides to every coin. So the, the exposure, I think in many ways has been very good. If I take that just one particular area, like women's rights, for instance, um, and also then I could, we can talk about how like that has led to also just like the gender, the, the women are much more educated at this point. They are much more career oriented. They are not as dependent on men at this point. So there's like, there's some good things that happened, but at the same time, I think that the problem I, as I see it, where it, like it started to get like sort of murky is that the shidduch system was not designed to intersect with the secular world in the way that it's kind of forced to do at this point. And so I, I think that's a big piece in why there's a problem. The shidduch system was, is a very perfect system when it works and under certain criteria, right, being met. Um, so for instance, and I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to apologize ahead of time to everyone that I do. I think I, I have an undiagnosed ADHD, so my brain is going to go in a million directions. So I hope you can follow me. <laughs> but, okay. It's just, I'm, I'm a little tangential when I speak, but, um, what was I saying? See, I got, I lost, just lost, lost track. Well, the Shidduch system. Uh, okay. So, right. The Shidduch system, for instance. Okay. So the generalization I was making is that, that, Okay, so we're living in a different world, right? And there's been more exposure to that world. Um, so uh, that has shifted people's attitudes towards other people and towards themselves. But like the Shidduch system, for instance, and why it worked, it worked because we lived in a different world. We lived in a world where you didn't see, I, I remember when you had a resume, there was no such thing as a picture. Um, in my opinion, that was the end of the Shidduch system, really. At, it, you know, a, a broken clock is right twice a day. And just because the Shidduch system does work for some people, it doesn't mean that it isn't broken. It's very broken. Be, not because anyone broke it specifically. It's just that it got broken because we're not really following the rules anymore. And part of what made it work was very little exposure to the secular world. Um, and when we tremendous respect for parents, right. right? And what they said, right? Now it's like, uh, you know, I have my own mind. I want to say what I want to say. I'm not saying that people don't respect their parents now, but I think there's a different, it, it means a different thing. Back then it meant I do what my parents tell me to do, which is connected to the age, right? That a person is so that I feel people max out at a certain age. Like you can't have your mother and father deciding who you're going to marry when you're 26 years old. When you're 20, when you're 21, they can have a say, even if they do have a say, I don't know that how much of a say they still have, but they, I think they do. Like when I speak to people, but that are 20, 21, 22, 20, you know, normal when they enter the shift system at the, the general age that boys and girls enter. When I say boys and girls, once you're not a boy and once you're not a girl anymore, that's how are you supposed to fit into the system? It's designed for people of a certain age. It's not designed for people who are adults. So, you know, so back to the picture, right? That also has to do with the secular world creeping in as well, right? Um, valuing what people look like, what their job is, how much money they make. Um, I think, look, I, 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 men always liked a pretty girl, I, but I think that it was, it meant something very different and it wasn't something that they led with, nor was it necessarily something that like the mother led with. Um, maybe some of them did, but I think that there was just a general, a different uh, idea of what marriage was about, what women were about, what, where women's value came from, where a man's value came from. So that also is how I think the secular world impacted the Shidduch system itself. So it's kind of doesn't work so much. It's really not working so much. And I think there's evidence that it's not working, not just because there's a lot of singles. I think it's, it's the evidence that it's not working is that people are finding other ways to meet. Right. So, and that has also been 
is, is also connected to the secular world because people are doing it in the way that secular people meet people, right? They, they hang out, they, they go to parties, they, you know, and I'm seeing more and more and more of that in, even in from, you know, in the from world, um, it's more acceptable. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not placing a, a, a judgment on it. I'm really not. I think that it, everything has its value, but I don't know how, like, how is the shit? It worked like on Fiddler on the Roof. Like it's not, we're not, <laughs> even in that movie itself, it's, it starts to talk about the breakdown of the shit system. That's what the whole movie is about. Are we seeing that being different for men and women? Like you said, like, I mean, of course the women are changing. Some of the examples that you gave was that some of the women's values and the women's roles are changing. Are we seeing that right. are having a different reason why, or is it this overall, the whole idea of marriages or the whole idea of who makes a good partner? So I don't know. I think people are, are, are expecting more. <laughs> They're expecting more. They, they want more. Um, the, the idea of being emotionally connected to somebody is huge, right? Everybody wants that. They want it, like everybody, but a lot of people want to feel, even men want to feel emotionally connected to the person. I, I speak to a lot of guys. I probably speak to more guys than, than girls. Um, and they, they want to feel connected. They want to, they, they very often have trouble connecting um, because of the system that they come from where they're not really taught a lot of emotional, social, emotional skills. That's a whole separate, you know, issue, but the things like nothing, not so much changed in terms of like people, I think more it's the expectations that people have of others and, and a relationship that changed. I mean, people are people like they're pretty much the same. It's just that people didn't like have such a high expectation that and I'm not saying it's too high. I'm just saying it's higher. It's higher. So we have higher expectations um, or different expectations and the system is not prepared for us. Like it's sort of like the algebra equation. If something is changed on one side, the other side ought to change, but it hasn't yet changed enough right. to balance the other side. Right. But that's going to create some sort of chaos. Right. That's a whole different think tank conversation, which we're not going to Nothing's in alignment anymore. Like I, the, everything is out of alignment. And if it's out of alignment, it's going to, you know, like a car that needs to be realigned is not a car you want to drive. It's hard to drive. It's okay. constantly doing whatever it wants to do, going in one direction or the other. So it's not, we're not in alignment and the, 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 the society and the world and people and I can get into the specific details where I think like there the, why men guys and girls are struggling in different ways which I don't think will be news to anyone but I can get into that if you want um if I finished answering the question so the first question yes but I, I also don't want to leave it as doomsday because just because there is changes and just because there are expectations people still have that inner drive to want to be partnered as you said 100 percent can yeah. work with all of that. So let's talk a little bit to that. Of no, a hundred percent. People are going to get married. If you want to get married, you're going to get married. I always tell people like, would that come to, I'm like, you want to get married? You're going to get married. I don't know if you're going to marry the person you thought you were going to marry. And maybe we need to rethink a little bit um, what you, you know, separating. And I talk a lot about this to people, separating what you want and what you need um, you know, and, and, you know, separating those two out because they're not necessarily the same. They sometimes overlap. So, I mean, I, I've said it many times that I, 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 if I, and also like, there's a lot of readjustment that has to happen over the course of a person's, you know, the different stages they're in. If they, if they're still single, things are going to shift and change. And a lot of, a, a lot of my clients always say, you're nothing if you're not a realist. I am a realist. Um, I, I'm a realist, but I, and, and in within the, within that, I believe that if somebody really wants to get married, they can, and they will. There so might be some adjustment. Needs and wants, but they create that want list. And sometimes they created it a long time ago based on whatever they got their ideas from, whether it was uh -huh. from within or from without. Sometimes there are some things that they're told to want and right. they hold on to that. And then you're talking about their needs. So how do we, how do we have that conversation? How, how can people be thinking about those differently? So, you know, first of all, you have to um, start with people really 
having a good relationship with themselves and understanding themselves. And I think, I don't want to sound like I'm doomsday picking on all the problems, but you know, like I'm not, I'm, I'm here to point out what needs, to, you know, I, I, what I find with people is that when they're not in a good relationship with themselves, it's very hard for them to get married because it's kind of like you're saying, I am going to try and marry off someone that I don't really know well, that I don't have a good relationship with, that I don't communicate well with, that I don't really understand or like or care about. So it's like, you know, how are you supposed to do that? Would you want, I mean, that doesn't make sense, right? So when somebody is in that kind of relationship with themselves, it makes it really challenging for them to get married. And that's why when people come to me for, you know, coaching, very often uh, uh, we end up talking about themselves and their relationship with themselves and trying to, you know, work out some stuff that they need to work out because clearly it's getting in the way of them being able to successfully find a partner and get married and move to the other side which is a whole other thing is this, that they have their problems too, but you know, the other side has its problems. Um, the good, I mean, I want to say some of the good things about getting married older is that you, if, if you've done the work and you've used being single as an opportunity to work on whatever I believe, I mean, I, the way that I see it is that if I'm single, that means that whatever it is that Hashem wants me to work on is meant to be worked on as a single person. <laughs> and when I've, when I've used that to its max, I'll get married, right? But up until then, if I'm single, I'm supposed to be single for, I'm single for a reason. And I think it's an opportunity. This is the only way I'm going to be able to learn whatever it is that my neshama needs to learn. It's as a single person, right? People who got married to the first person they, they met, whatever, their journey was meant to happen as a married person. Um, and then maybe as a mother and maybe as, I don't know, whatever else happened to them. But if you're single, then when people come into my office and they say, well, how, why is it that there's something wrong with me? Like, maybe it's just that I didn't meet the right person. And I always say it's both, you know, it's both. And a lot of people who have gone through the whole process with me, who walked in saying that at the end, they were able, when I, when I've had one guy in particular, I said, do you understand now? Cause he gave me a lot of flack when he came in. He was like, you know, I, he wasn't buying into the whole thing. He only came to me because a lot of his friends had come to me and they had gotten married. Right. And he knew that there was something wrong and he knew that he needed to work on something, but also he wasn't buying into it. And because um, he didn't want to work on it, <laughs> really. So it was much easier for him to feel like I just didn't meet the right girl. And so when so he finally yielded, he finally gave in and he did a lot of work on himself. And I think that once he did all that work uh, at the end, when I asked him, do you understand what, it, what I meant now? Because he met the right person and then got married. I said, do you understand what I meant now? And he said, yes. And it, it I really do believe in that. So so if somebody's single doesn't mean that they're going they're single for a reason. And if you end up crossing my path in particular, um, I'm going to milk it for all it's worth and get you to work on yourself. And the benefit of that is that you're able to pick somebody that, um, that it's, it'd probably be an easier relationship with because you understand you have a better relationship with yourself. Um, and so I think there's, it's funny, people say it's harder to transition as an older single. I think it's easier because you know yourself better. You understand yourself better. I don't necessarily think that just because somebody gets older, they're stuck in their ways. I think people, not necessarily the case. I think you could be stuck in your ways and be 20 also. Um, you could be rigid at a twist at 20 and very flexible at 38. Especially if you've done work and you're comfortable with yourself, then you can be, then you can be flexible. Right. Cause then you can just sort of segue into, I, you know, I'm comfortable with myself and you hope to find, and that's where it starts to get into now we're getting complicated. So uh, women tend to work on themselves more than, than men. I mean, just because of, of the way society works, we just naturally talk to each other. We, you know, we like, we have heart to hearts. We're able to um, talk about how we're feeling. We can get, we get deep. I'm not saying all women do this, but I think it's generally like something that we naturally do. And we're, we, we don't need permission to do it. And we don't have to go anywhere to, or pay anything to do it. We just do it. Like you just, it's there. 
And so women work on themselves. So now if you're a single person and you're not, you know, and you're still not married, uh, you, you're going to probably do a lot more work on yourself naturally if you're, if you're a woman than if you're a man. And that's not to say that men don't now, I think things are changing significantly for, I would say I'm seeing like boys that are like 24, 23 and under, like they're, they're all going into therapy. Like at least the ones that they, they're all like, oh no, I'm going to work on myself before I get married. Or parents are sending their sons before they go into the system. Can you just talk to my son and make sure he's in a good space? I just, I don't, you know, I want to make sure he's okay. Sometimes they're not. And we, we do a little work and then they're fine. I'm like, go off, you know, <laughs> go find your, go find your, your other half. And um, sometimes I'm like, you know, they're fine. I think in general things have changed for the for men, but uh, the, what we're the chunk of people that we're talking about are people that did they really haven't benefited from the good stuff that the secular world creeping in has brought, which is you know less shame about like you know people they sit people tell me that they heard my name on the Shabbos table. We're talking about therapy and people are saying, "Oh, I see Franny." I'm like, I'm like, great. Not because I need more business, just because it makes me happy to hear that it's be it's been destigmatized to the point where people are just like, "Yeah, what? Like you don't go to therapy? What's wrong with you?" Um, so, but the older singles, the older guys in particular. And I and I hope I hope no one gets offended, but I think they just they they haven't had access to that kind of conversation just in general because of the world that they that we now have, and um, they just and they just tend to be less. It's just not part of the, the you know the way that they operate. So uh, there's a lot of girls that are out like in their let's say 26, 25, 26, 20, 26, 27, 28, 29. They've been working on themselves and uh, for a long time. Um, and the guys, I'm not again. Please don't send me any hate mail, haters. I'm not. I love you all. I you know I, I, I don't blame anyone. I do think that just the circumstances have not really allowed. Um, the, the the people the guys that we're talking about that are the the counterparts to the single girls, um, the people who be available to the single girls they they're not they're not really as I think you know uh, um, emotionally advanced let's say although many of them would say and I get I I've heard many people say well the girls are also not so okay maybe that's that might be true I'm not saying all girls are emotionally um, stable and all guys are, you know, shallow and, and, and not introspective. But I do think that that's a piece that, you know, is, is contributing to the problem. Um, so uh, what I've heard on the street of people saying the girls should have, should understand who the guys that are available are and have mm -hmm. less expectations of the guys that they will marry of the guy that they will marry. Like, meaning you could be very emotionally evolved but the men are not. So just, it's okay that he's not and then get married anyway. And then maybe you'll grow together. What is your thought of that advice? Um, I think that was always the case. <laughs> I mean, wasn't it always the case? I mean, that's just like naturally who women are and naturally men have their like, you know, so I think it was always the case. I mean, how many women do you know that, you, that if you, if you really, if they answered you honestly would say that, of course I did the same thing. I got married. And this has nothing to do with therapy or not therapy. It just, that's, you know. So what I'm saying is another way is that the women are expecting someone to be almost as almost as evolved as them or have some interest in in growing and right. just take just get married to someone who's a good person, even if he's nowhere near your level of evolved. And I wonder. Right. Right. I mean, look, I, 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 I definitely think that's that there are, there are girls out there that want something that doesn't really exist. I mean, I don't know, like as much as things have changed, many things have remained the same. Men are still men and women are still women. I'm sorry. Like, I just feel that way. Um, I've been around the block a few times. I've seen a lot. Uh, I haven't always lived in the firm world. I, for my twenties, I was out in the regular world working in politics. I've seen a lot, I've seen a lot. And I've seen Jewish, non-Jewish, religious, secular, well, the whole, everything. 
nothing's really, I mean, things are still the same. Men are men, men are men and women are women. I don't, what, I'm, I'm putting the whole transgender thing aside here for a second. I'm not even talking about that, whatever. That's a whole other topic. Um, and I don't mean to offend anyone, but this is just my belief that there are certain things that are still the same. And so I think sometimes when I'll speak to women, I'll be like, you know, like, I don't know if what you're looking for is there, right? Like, but, and that's where the needs and the wants list would, would come in, for instance. Like, do you really need a guy to sit there and listen to everything, you know, and, you know, have these emotionally deep conversations all the time? And I'm like, do you have any friends? Why can't you still talk to your friends? What happened? Why, why do you need this guy to be your best friend and your confidant and your therapist and go deep and he doesn't understand me and why doesn't he get me? I mean, I don't know. I may get some. So it's not so much for myself because like, let's say I'm me as, as the single girl, not so much for myself, but for him to be evolved for himself, for the parenting that we will do together, for the couplehood, not yeah. to be my confidant. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it would be, it's nice. I mean, it's great. It's, it's wonderful when people have worked on themselves They, you know, I think, I think men anyway are going to naturally as they mature work on themselves. I do think that that marriage and having a family does help to mature people in general. And I think men do become much more mature when they get married and have children. It, it, it forces them to into a place that um, I just think it just does. I'm not saying that there aren't women who are immature. There are plenty of women who are immature. Um, but yeah, of course, everyone would like that. Everyone wants that. Who doesn't want a, a, a guy who, you know, feels like he's, in, you know, you're not doing me, you know, I'm not, he's not doing me a favor when he changes the diaper. Like he's not helping me. He's doing, he's being a parent. Like, of course, like why everyone wants that. Um, but that doesn't necessarily exist as in the way that people want it to exist. And I think that there are a lot of good guys out there. And I say this to a lot of women that I work with. I'm like, if he's a good person and he's kind and he means well, and he wants to make you happy, that's enough to work with. In my opinion, I mean, obviously you need the other pieces. You need to be attracted to a person that goes without saying, right? Like there's no, I don't believe this, this thing, it'll grow, it'll grow. Like, uh, yeah, it'll grow, of course, but you, there's no seed to begin with. Nothing's growing. Like it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. There are many times I speak to, to not so much guys, but like girls and they'll be like, well, I don't, I'll be like, are you attracted to him? And I'm like, mm -hmm. and I'm like, uh, well, if that's how you're feeling and you're in at date three, even, I don't know that it's changing that much. Maybe if I, you know, I'll get into your history, if you're resistant, if you're in your own way, if you're not letting yourself feel things, but like, yeah, okay. So that's, it goes without saying that you have to be attracted to the person, right? Um, but you may not get some of that other stuff of like, he's, he's an equal partner all the time. And he, he gets himself and he's aware of himself all the time. He's aware of how his childhood impacted him and how it impacts his, the way that he interacts in relationships. And he, and, you know, he's an evolved, I don't know, he might not be, but he, he might be a super, super kind, good, loving, uh, caring, attent you know, attentive, generous, person who means well and is trying his best and maybe I can help him along you know um maybe that's that's you know everybody has their job in a relationship and I'm not saying this is for everyone but sometimes people their role in the relationship is to help the other person out emotionally right they and and the, the other person helps them out in other ways I, I don't see that as like a bad thing necessarily. If I'm have if I have the capability of helping somebody that I love, that I care about, that I'm in a partnership with, understand himself better, great. Why not? Like I would do the same thing for a friend. But you know, like but there has to be certain things there. The person has to be invested in the relationship and wanting it to be, you know, happy and healthy. They may not have all the tools to do that. But I think the if the intention is there, that's a that's a huge thing. It's huge. 
So you mentioned a couple of times the wants and needs. Can we talk about like what would be in the case? Right. So the wants, I want a, I want a husband who's going to, you know, get up the, with me at night. I want a husband who's going to, you know, who's going to, you know, not get like in a bad mood when he had a hard day at work. And he's, I want a husband who's going to pick up after himself. And I want a husband who's going to pick, who's not going to, you know, ever criticize me in any way, who's going to never say anything like there's, you know, there are a lot of wants and I, I, and I know there might be people out there listening to this and saying, well, then if you don't get those things, you're settling. And I'm like, I don't know. And I've been known to say this many times that everybody settles. <laughs> you have to settle down somewhere, you know? Um, I always use the example of like when they were moving westward in the, in the United States, like they settled somewhere. Some people stopped in Ohio and some people went all the way to California, but somewhere you settled, you had to stop. Um, it didn't, wasn't bad. It was just like, okay, like there's enough stuff here for me to work with. There seems to be a general store. The soil seems to be nice. Like I'm going to settle here. And then they settled. Was that bad? So uh, people might be listening to me and saying like, whoa, but that's where your needs and your want list need to come into play. So I can't define what that is for a person, but you have to keep looking at it over and over again and saying like, do, you know, could, do I really need somebody who's going to always take charge and who's going to plan all the vacations? Do I really need somebody like that? Or do I want it? Because, because I, it happens to be that I'm really good at it, but you know, I want somebody that would do it also. It could be that the want is such a tremendous want, even though I can do it, I really, really want it because I've done it my whole life because I've, everyone's always relying on me and I want to, I want someone where I can lean on them versus always have to be the one. So then it becomes a need, right? Like, but I think even for myself in my own marriage, I've, I have to reevaluate that sometimes. So I'll be like, you know, like, why do I have to blah, 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 whatever it is I get upset about. And I'll say, well, you know, the truth is I'm better at it. And the truth is that I really know how to do it anyway. And the truth is I probably do it better. And I probably wouldn't even like the way he did it, but I just want him to do it. But so, so, so everybody's needs and wants lists are different but people have to be honest with themselves and try and whittle the, the list down to some very fundamental things that have to, that people need. Like some people need um, a, a husband that's going to um, really let them know that they're beautiful, right? Because maybe they have a lot of insecurities around that. So they really need it, right? They, some, they, they just, some people really need to feel needed and um, some people really need to feel appreciated. Um, sometimes you have to reevaluate even so like you can say, okay, I know I need, I need to, I need to feel appreciated. Everybody needs to feel appreciated, right? I guess some people, maybe more, some people, maybe less that can even be reevaluated. Like how much do I really need to be appreciated? And if my, the person I'm with, like, does it have to be the appreciation is in a specific way or am I able to be flexible and say, okay, like just the very fact that he, you know, he, he's, he's present, he comes home, he wants to be with the family. He's, you know, he spends time with us. He's maybe that's how he shows his appreciation. And will that be enough for me? So like that's, that's meaning like you can break down that even need for appreciation and like some of it is a want. I want my husband to say, oh my God, you're the best thing ever. Like, I don't know, maybe he can never gonna be able to do that. Doesn't mean he doesn't appreciate me. So reframing. And of course that means that taking on that list of, I, I need or want him to be, or her to be beautiful, tall, mm -hmm. whatever those, mm -hmm. or from a kind of, a specific kind of family or a specific, location or not right. or not from a specific location and all these right. other things that people put on their I the need external stuff I need right. I need a certain look that's just not my look right like I think you know speaking on the looks thing I think that people are allowed to like what they like and be attracted to what they're attracted to um, I, I, I find that men are very frustrated with, even with themselves. Cause they're like, I'm not attracted. Like, I just can't make myself be attracted to something. I'm not attracted, someone I'm not attracted to. 
Um, some people are very specific about their what they're attract, what they find attractive, and some people are more general. And that, that's men and women. Um, I like I, 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 in defense of men, um, they do, you know, and women who say like, I, I don't know, I'm not, geez, I like a certain kind of look. They, some people just really are very particular about what they like. Now, if they're, if they're really just using that as an excuse to, um, to get out of being in a relationship and, and making a commitment and really buckling down and doing the thing that everyone's telling them they should do, but they're probably too afraid to do and can't admit it, that's a separate story. All right, go get a therapist. Um, but, but like, I, I don't think it's fair to tell somebody, well, you know, like you're being picky because, okay, if saying I like a, only one of five foot 10 blue eyed, blonde haired, you know, like Nordic looking, you know, girl who, blah, you know, okay. You could do what you want if you want to make that your criteria, but you're probably not going to have a lot of choices. The numbers game and, and that's have the personality that you want too. Everything comes with everything. Like I, you know, like you can't have everything. So you have to pick like, what is really the most, most important thing? Like more the most important things to you. And I don't know, I'm, I'm not, I, I, the way that I feel and I've always felt is a person's character. And I don't know, I, I find a, a man that is generous and kind, um, very attractive, very, very attractive, but not everybody does. <laughs> we come back, circling back to what we said about the pictures where people don't even want to meet the person because they saw the picture. Right. So now how do you even get to a sense of who the person is? You don't. That's why, um, you know, they're starting, I, at least I know, like, like the speed dating stuff, even in the from world, I think is not a bad idea because I think for older singles who are kind of burnt out on go from going out on dates, um, it's a good midway point between, you know, seeing a picture and meet like, and then just going out with just anybody, like, you know, filtering through a picture and then just going out with anyone. There's some in-between kind of thing where you could sort of like, you see the people you can, and you can get a sense of their personality a little, which is why I was talking to somebody the other day and saying like, I maybe if we, since we have pictures already, maybe instead we should make little videos that people can see like little videos that, give uh, the, the other person a better sense of the personality behind the picture, because the, you can't really tell much from a picture. You could say, I'm not attracted at all, but then there's a bunch of people that fall in that gray area that w might be attractive if they, you heard them, their, their laugh, or you saw them smile, or you saw, you know, you saw how he interacted with, you know, um, with, with the waiter, um, or how he held the door open for somebody or how he loves his nieces and his nephews. And you see those things, uh, you know, like, and looking at social media does not necessarily give you a great, um, uh, picture either, because as we all know, social media is not a real representation of people. It's this pretend idea of like, even when they're making it not be, be when people are trying to make it authentic, it's still not authentic because it's, you're making a concerted effort to make it look authentic to be authentic. So it's it, it's still like, it's not the real person. So that leads to the other question of how do I help my love, let's say someone who's in supporting a single, any single really, but let's, now we're talking about older singles. And so this, did you meet, like meet the person, don't only look at the picture, how can they talk to them in a way that is still respectful, that is not de uh, demeaning so that they mm -hmm. actually might want to meet the person whether it's going on a speed dating or just meeting the person in general. Because what I've seen people say is like, you just don't understand me. So I don't want to hear from you anymore. Right. I think uh, just old fashioned support and validation, <laughs> just basic, I don't know, just saying, I, you know, like I understand it's hard. I, 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 I wish I didn't have to push you. I wish I didn't have to have this conversation with you. I wish you had you, what you want. Um, and I know it's hard. I, I think feeling validated by somebody is much more motivating than anything else. Cause I think that makes a person feel like 
you care about them. And I think that I'm more likely to take a suggestion from a person who I feel cares about me than a person who I feel is like more is, is even if they do care about me, like if I don't feel cared for because of the way I'm being spoken to. Now, there are parents out there that'll say like, there's nothing I could say to my, to, there's nothing I can say to the, you know, my son or my daughter or my niece or my nephew, whatever it is, um, that that isn't sensitive, that isn't gonna trigger them. It's hard to be single in the world that we live in. So, you know, I don't know. So then maybe you just sit and you just sit, by that person and let them know I'm here if you need me. Um, if you ever wanna talk or if you ever want my help, I'm here. And then just step away a little bit and give some people some space because, you know, look, I, it's, it's not an easy thing to watch and it's not an easy thing to, to be, you know, it's not easy to be the single and it's not an easy thing to watch people who are single. Um, and I, you know, I didn't even touch on so many things that I've seen, I can speak for another, five hours about all the stuff, but we don't have the time. Nobody wants to listen to me talk for five hours, but- Probably do, but you don't have the time because you have so much uh, to say. Okay. I have so much to say. There's so many things that are going on. Um, I've spoken a lot about, you know, the struggles of, you know, being single in the world that we live in. And the, you know, it really makes me sick to my stomach to think that, you know, somebody would feel ashamed of themselves so much so that they wouldn't want to walk into a, a, a into a wedding or a l'chaim or, you know, they, you know, like they would hide out um, and not live their lives um, because they're ashamed of the fact that they didn't have the, I don't know, the luck or just whatever. It wasn't in the cards for them. It's not Hashem's plan for them to be married. And that a lot of that comes from the attitude that people who are married have, like they somehow accomplish something. Uh, I think it's an early celebration to accomplish having gotten married. I think 20 years from now, then you can celebrate it if you're still happy. But saying that you accomplished something because you got married feeds into this whole idea that if you didn't get married, then you're somehow a failure and did not accomplish something. Because then people who are single feel like everything they've ever done, no matter what they've accomplished, doesn't mean anything. When are you going to get married? And if you're married, regardless of what else you've done in the world, nobody really like, okay, but she's married. He's married. Okay. Talking He's to married. that, that there's so many other things we can talk to a person about, not only their marital status. Right. Or what they do. Right. Well, which, conversation yeah. Yeah. which is, which is also, you know, I, I, you know, I didn't get into the whole thing about, and if, if you wanted, I could talk another time about like specifically about the, the, the gender stuff and how it's playing out and making it a little bit more challenging. Um, and that is also connected. I, I can talk for an hour just on like how money and status have impacted the, the shidduch system as well, right? I mean, there's always an issue. It was always a thing like money, married money, you know, like, you know, you married, a but, you know, I don't think like, even when I got married 14 years ago, I can speak only like I married a Lubavitcher. And when I, when I, I, I coming from the Syrian community where it was very, very materialistic, very, um, and still is. Um, I love my Syrians. I love them. I, but no one's going to argue with me on this one. Um, but when I married into the Lubavitch community, okay, I didn't know all the ins and outs of everything, but it seemed so much more wholesome. And like, it wasn't so influenced by, like, there wasn't so much of a, 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 a place that money played. Like, it, it was just like, okay, like, it seemed like everybody sort of lived the same some people had money, some people didn't. Like nobody cared like how much, you know, if a guy had a Rolex, I don't think they even knew what a Rolex was some people. I, I mean, it was like very, very, very like wholesome and I very much appreciated it. And over the course of, of my work in the last 13 years, um, wow, it has changed considerably. And it's left a lot of guys feeling that they don't have anything to offer. Um, and if a man doesn't feel like he has something to offer, 
um, and he can't take care of his family or it feels like he won't be able to because he doesn't, you know, because now it's like what you need to take care of your family is different and what women are looking for is different. I, this word, I want somebody who is, I'm going to say the word, ambitious. Mm -hmm. I hate that word. Like, I just hate it. Um, because I know that what they're really saying is I, the, the people say, well, I don't necessarily mean what you're saying for any, like, it's not about money, but a lot of times it is right. Um, cause I know it's, I know that I'm, I'm saying some truths here because if a guy is, let's say just a teacher, just a teacher, right. Um, he's not considered ambitious, but he's doing something really wonderful, right? Maybe he's a fantastic Rebbe. Maybe he's changed all uh, many hundreds of lives of little boys, right? Let's say, but like, he's not ambitious. So he would be knocked out, right? Cause they want a professional or they want someone who has a lot of money or someone who has, is in real estate or is in cash advance or, you know, has an uh, Amazon business is making money. It's like, that was not so much a factor either back. It, it seems like that has, that seems like something that has shifted as well. And the counterpart to that is that the girls you know, that have been around uh, are much more educated in, in many ways. Um, uh, practically speaking, they have degrees, they have um, Parnassa, they have their own businesses. Back to the original conversation when I started, the, the beginning of the conversation, which is like women have changed and evolved. Like they have their own businesses. They can support themselves. It's wonderful. They're not stuck in bad marriages where they, they can't leave because they, you know, will not be able to feed themselves and their children. But there's a flip side to that because now they want their, they want somebody who is also a professional or has a business and has a this like, and, and you know what, there's something to that in, in that the, if you look at traditional roles, there's something about, you know, a man feeling like he's not really on par, like he's not, if a, if the woman is the breadwinner, it does, I see when I work with couples, it does have an impact on the marriage to some degree. So I'm not saying women shouldn't work and I'm not saying we should go back to the times where women, you know, were stuck in marriages and, and then none of that, I'm not saying that, but it is playing out, it, practically speaking, I see, especially with boys of a certain age who like, it wasn't so encouraged for them to become professionals um, and to go to school or to have a secular education. And then they're like, kind of like now they're hanging around and they, they're lost a little bit if they're not hustlers. One question that came in, and I think we'll wrap up with that, yeah. is that someone wrote, it's been suggested to me not to show how intelligent I am or how successfully, financially successfully I am in when I'm dating. Like, let's keep my mouth shut. For women? For women to keep their mouth shut so that they can not intimidate the men they're dating or the man they're dating. What are your thoughts about that? I mean, it's like, I don't know, like, why would, why would that come up anyway? I would say to anyone shouldn't bring up how much money they make and the, the, how, like, that's, that's like. Or intelligence. Like, Let's go with intelligence. Like she's intelligence. Just okay. That's a different thing. Intelligence is something that you, you possess. You don't, you didn't, you didn't get it from anything external. Um, you, either you're intelligent or you're not intelligent. Um, no, like, why would you want to hide that? <laughs> why would you hide it? what was suggested to her was that he's intimidated by your intelligence that's not the guy for her i mean that's what i thought but I was unless she's that. going to pretend to be a dumb person for her entire marriage right and similarly okay. I think with the business maybe not how much money she makes but how involved she is in a business and how many you know like she flies to wherever for business meetings and such that it's it could be intimidating to somebody who's not in that same there's a way to be, there's a, there's a way to be a successful person in what you do and not throw it in somebody's face and, and understand the person that you're talking to. So that, you know, obviously if you're talking to somebody who also travels, I mean, it's not a big deal, right? Like I can, we, we, this is something we have in common, but you know, or somebody who's a, a high level as, a, you know, an equal to me in their career, whatever their career is. That's a person I can talk to about it because I'm not, I'm not like, but I mean, I think it's common sense. Like, why would you? So the suggestion was that he's, he's not quite where she is. Right. Um, 
but being the, uh, telling her to be realistic about what's out there. So she goes out with men, with guys, and then they end up being intimidated by who she is, what she brings to the table. And so the suggestion to her was tone it down. I mean, I don't know. I would have to speak. I can't make a general sweeping statement because I think it's like you have to be emotionally intelligent and understand like, you know, when should I, what I, what I should lead with, what I should say. Obviously the first things you want to find out about a person before you start, like you want to find out, are they kind? Are they nice? Are they sweet? Um, and then if you find them to be kind, like let's say she found this guy to be kind and nice and sweet and, you know, give, has, she has a good time with him and he makes, he makes her laugh. And, but she also knows that like, maybe he's struggling in that area, right? Um, if, but now she knows that she, there's so many other things that she likes about him, then she can make a decision about how she wants to present the other stuff about her that he may not have, or he might find, you know, intimidating because now she knows him and now she has a relationship with him. So, so in that sense, I would say like, that's, that's where everybody should lead with. Like, that's where the conversation should be about. Like, what, who, what kind of person are you? Not what do you do for everybody? Like, cause then the, whatever you do is not gonna, you're gonna present it in the way that's sensitive to the other person because now you care about them and you wanna continue the relationship. It's different than like before you even know a person and being like, oh, this is what I do. And it's that you don't know how it's gonna impact the person and you don't have a relationship with them yet. So having a relationship with somebody and caring about them or you know at least feeling like you could care about them will impact how you say what you do so it's a little bit more nuanced than just don't say what you you know don't over say what you do so I don't know. hearing is it's about the timing and then being about yeah about the relate about the relationship but not 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 hiding it not no, that's ridiculous. I mean, you can't, I always tell people like, you have to be yourself. Otherwise they're going to be marrying somebody else. And then, then you, what are you going to do? You're stuck. Obviously we put the, our best, you know, selves forward in the beginning. It's an interview essentially, you know, like you're not going to go in an interview and be like, okay, just letting you know, like I, I very often sleep through my alarm and, you know, I get bored by tasks very quickly and make a lot of mistakes. I, I mean, you, you wouldn't present that part of you. Um, you present your best self, but you want, at least it should be your, the version of you. And then as you proceed, go along the dating process, you should show more and more and more and more of who you really are practically. Not your best version, because no one's their best version. All the time. Most of the time they're not. Like, they're not. But the person that loves you, like when they see you, they see the best version of you. I think that's part of what loving someone is like, I see the best version of my husband. Even though like, you know, if I really looked practically, <laughs> he's not his best version all the time. <laughs> and neither am I. <laughs> I'm definitely not. So in other words, like don't hide it. Don't, don't no. squash that side of you either. Like don't not have that side of you. Face it. Like you got to pace it. You got to pace. There's an art to it all. Like pace it. That's what, when they say be vulnerable, that's what they're saying. Like, I mean, it's not telling somebody some something secret, although that is part like, you know, exposing yourself, that's but, true, that's a different but it's like showing like, okay, the, the flawed natural me, right? Not the me with the fake lashes, not the me with the, I'm not saying not, it's not about makeup, but I'm saying like, show the, the, the real me. Cause that's, don't you want that? I, I don't know. I would want it when I dated, I dated somebody cause I, my weight has gone up and down and up and down throughout my lifetime. When I dated it seriously, I wasn't really thin. And I was specifically like, I, I, I mean, look, would I have liked to have been thin? Probably maybe I'm using it as an excuse, but like, I think on some level I was dating and I didn't wait to get thin because I was like, I don't want to marry somebody who thinks that that's me because I don't know if it's going to be me. Like I could be thin in nine, in 2013. And then in 2016, none of my clothing fits again. Um, I don't know. And I didn't want the pressure of that. Right. So you know, I wanted people to, I wanted someone to see that part of me. Like, okay, just, you, I hope you're okay with me like this because I might be this. And I don't want you to think I'm never going to be this. Right. Or just like put it in the back of saying that, well, don't guys know that some women like gain weight? So like they should just be realistic. Here I am right now. 
This is what right. I look like now. I think that's well, so it wasn't even that. Like for me, that was because like just speaking of the needs and the and the wants, I needed to know that I was with somebody who would never ever judge me for for gaining weight. Yes. Would never say anything to me. It would be very sensitive to me when it came to that. And I did. I married exactly that. Right. So I'm saying like some people don't say certain things because it's so known that women might gain weight. So I'm not going to say that I want someone who's going to gain weight. Right. So. Right. I mean, but I think like a lot of men still, like even when uh, I see what even there, it depends on the woman. It's like, it's really the woman sets the tone of what she's going to end up getting. If she, it's really about her. If she is the one that really only feels like her value comes from her body, she ends up marrying somebody who also feels that way, matches her. Right. But if she is somebody who doesn't feel like her value only comes from her, you should mean she liked the way she looked. She could appreciate like getting dressed up and looking nice or even being thin or whatever. But she knows that's not where her value comes from. Then she's going to end up attracting somebody who knows that that's not where my wife's value comes from. It really, you, the, what's going on internally for the woman and, and vice versa for the man, it's like, if he knows that his value doesn't come from like how much money that he brings to the table, but all the other things that he had, that he possesses. And he knows like, then he's going to attract somebody who understands that. And if he feels like his value comes from how much money he has and whether he has, you know, the nicest bungalow and they go away for Pesach and all that. And that's where his, what he could provide financially, then he's going to attract somebody who needs that, who finds that to be valuable in a man. And it's going to match up. And so now he's going to always have to be the person who has that money. But I always say, then what are you going to do if the external things shift and change? You're kind of screwed. Excuse my language. But like, you're in big trouble. And which is why you say that the character is the one most important thing to be looking for. Of course. I don't know why that is like something that... Revolutionary. Are we like... I, I, it's like remarkable to me that we're from Jews and we talk about Midos and we talk... We, 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 we learn Pirkei Avos and we did it. And then it's like, duh. Like, why are we not looking at what... <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't get it. I, I don't get it sometimes. Right. It's a challenging world right now. It's a very challenging world. Very, very. So, like you said, we have so much more we could be talking yes. about this specific topic. About I hope I said something. So much of what you said is also relevant to younger singles, so they don't get to be older singles. Do you have anything like want to wrap up with one final thought? Pick one. Um, oh gosh, I don't know. Um, like I, I think that the people who are out there and they're struggling <clears throat> because they're feeling lonely or they're feeling hopeless. Um, you know, I think that there are a lot of people out there who, who love and care about you and uh, like are thinking of you and, um, and, and are just wishing for you to be, to have what you want. Um, and that I, and, and I, and like, I think also to just let singles know that they're allowed to, to, to want what they want also and need what they need and not to get so bullied by people. Um, cause I think singles get very bullied by people who say very silly things. Like, I guess you don't really want to get married or, you know, um, if you really did, you're too picky or whatever that, you know, all those things I would respond back to that. And I would say to the general people, like people who are married and people who are out there, like to, it's really, it's our job to also change the, the, the narrative in general, like there's no, it's not going to change if people who are married still think they're better than people who are single. Like, it's not going to change if you look at the single person, like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, thank God it's not me. Like, it's not going to change. So it has to change on the, on the, on the end of the, of the married people as well. Like stop with the, I'm somehow accomplished because I'm married. Stop with that. Like it's, it's silly, Right, you're no better. You're no worse. My grandmother used to say, "You're no better than anyone, and you're no worse than anyone." Right? Like, so I think it's important for people to understand that that's their role as the married people. Like, stop me. Stop going. Oh my gosh, Nebach. So like, twenty-eight year old. She's still not married. Hani, poor thing. Like, okay, that's not a thing to say because other people hear it. It gets out into the environment, into the energy. Yeah, everybody has to change it. It can't, you, you can, you can't like make, put it all on the singles to change it. They're the ones that are struggling. 
Like they're, 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 they're the ones that are in this predicament to begin with. Like you, 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 they can't fix that problem. They can't fix the insensitivity of other people. They can't fix the whole, like, and when they try to fix it and when they start to say, well, I'm okay with being single and I'm, you know, and then people say, well, you're too okay with being single, um, you know, and that's why you're not married, you know, like no matter what they do, <laughs> you know, when they try to be okay with it, people are like, well, you're too okay with it, which, you know, there is some point to that. I hear it, but like what, what they can't win. Right. So that's the, that the, from the community to make a difference. Yeah. The whole community is responsible as, as for a, from, from the culture individually. They can make, they can work on themselves and make a difference for themselves, but culturally we have to be doing something different. Yeah, so many I mean, levels you can really, really, it's a think tank kind of conversation. Yeah, about the system, the shidduch system, the culture, how do we, you know, what can we do with community? Yeah, 100%. that's a big conversation. Uh, yeah, it's a very major big, initiative, a major, 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 major conversation. Not for the next two, and months. I would say, it, I just want to say that if somebody feels like they, they need help, they should ask for help. Right. And if they need professional help, they should get professional help because there's no shame in the game. Like get what you need, get the help that you need. There's, I, I think people who don't get help should feel ashamed <laughs> you know, like you, you should access whatever help there is out there, you know, ask for help, get help. You know, even if it costs money, it's worth it. Right. Don't buy, a, don't buy one Gucci bag and you can afford, you know, 10 sessions with a therapist who might actually help you because the bag ain't going to help you. And there's so much, there's so much available for the firm world now who understands the yeah. firm nuances, which is, I think maybe what wasn't around 20, 30 years ago. Absolutely. No, I mean, hundred percent. There's a lot of resources out there. So right. Friday, how can someone reach you? Uh, they can call me. <laughs> and you need your number here. I can put in the show notes, but if you want to just. Sure, you could put my number out. Nine, I can say it 917-494-4993. can WhatsApp me. All right. And we also have lots of information on the Adayad website. That's Adayad, A-D-A-I-A-D.org. Under the Shidduch You section, we have other information as far as relationships too on the website. But what uh, there's lots under the Shidduch You. So Thank you, Franny. Thank you all for listening. If you have any other questions or any other topics, or if you have anyone else that you, know, you want us to interview, uh, definitely reach out to us at info at And thank you. Thank you, Thanks Franny. Thanks for having me. And you can find more from Shidduch U at our website at adayad.org. That's all A's, A-D-A-I-A-D.org on the Shidduch U page. Or you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. And if you have any questions, definitely reach out to us at info at adayad.org.